0: everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday, it's October 27th, it's 2021. We have 10 basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. Joined by my good buddy, Genie 07. Grant, what's happening, my friend?
1: Not much, no. Basketball bets are going well. Basketball, DFS, not as well. I uh, played too much Porzingis, like a big old dum-dum.
0: I mean, I played a lot of Julius Randall. We were just—I was just tilting to you about him, um, so I'm not gonna tilt more. But it seems like every time I love this dude, and, and like he'll go out next time and put up 60 fantasy points, just be like, "Ha!" And yeah,
1: that today.
0: So I mean, yeah, uh, DFS not going good for me. So I'm ready to move on to the next slate, and um, I mean. It's kind of what we're doing here. We're moving on and giving our first thoughts at um, tomorrow's nice little 10 gamer.
1: Yeah. It looks like a good one.
0: Should be. Um, I mean, there is some injury news, but nothing too crazy so far. I think a lot will obviously depend on LeBron. Yeah. As we yes. saw um, on Tuesday night, LeBron out Westbrook and, AD um did their thing so let's get into breaking this one down we get started here with Charlotte at Orlando this game opened at 220 it's already down to 217 um the Hornets are a six point favorite on most books Rozier is doubtful Washington is out and then on the magic side of things it's the same guys that's been out Michael Carter Williams Fultz, Isaac Moore um all still out for the magic here uh let's start with charlotte side of things what do you like here for charlotte
1: I mean, i'm still gonna keep playing lamello um got into a little bit of foul trouble in the last game but looked like he was getting a little bit more minutes uh shot attempts have been there he's averaging close to 18 per game um he's shooting well he's getting boards he's getting dimes he's just doing everything and he's still a little bit underpriced at 8.1k Minutes are a little bit of a worry, but I think that they are going to, keep, like I said, I think it's been foul trouble a little bit and then just forgotten in the rotation for a little bit. Uh, so ball is still one of my favorite plays on the slate. I'm willing to some of this 8.1k price tag, hoping he gets 34 minutes. Bridges has been absolutely crushing without Rozier, um, just been destroying it and shot volume has been there. I have no problem paying 7.2K for him. Like, just he's been so good. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that Washington in there. I'm guessing what McDaniels is probably going to get some extra run. Plumlee might get a little bit of extra run. So, both those guys very much in play. Outside of that, not really a ton to look at.
0: Yeah. I mean, Washington was out the other night. So, I mean, we have a little bit of sample size to kind of look at. When it comes to Charlotte. So, I mean, uh, this spot, I'm just going to keep on playing LaMelo. Like, Kelly Oubre played 43 minutes the other night. It, you know, with Washington and Roger likely out again, I, I think they're just going to play the five guys. They're going to play LaMelo. They're going to play Oubre. They're going to play Bridges. They're going to play Hayward and they're going to play Plumlee. And nobody else makes sense for me, McDaniels played twenty two minutes the other night. Sure, you could take a shot on him, but I think overall, you're just kind of looking at the main pieces here from from the Charlotte team.
1: yeah, I mean we'll see what that was o-
0: overtime too by the way. Um, yeah, the other night.
1: yeah, we'll see what happens with value on the slate. I think McDaniels is interesting if other stuff doesn't really open up
0: Orlando side in the interest of the magic.
1: I mean, Charlotte's been good. This is a little bit of a worry about a blowout. And, I mean, Suggs has been shooting a decent amount. He hasn't been shooting uh, great, um, been pretty bad every single game. But the shot volume is there. He can get the ancillary stats. So, I don't hate him at 5 k. have said that multiple times before, and it hasn't played off well. Cole Anthony's been playing pretty well lately. 6.1K is probably about the right price tag, but he's very much in play in tournaments. I think Bomba though is probably the guy playing a lot of minutes, can absolutely get it done on a point-per-minute basis. Hasn't done great over the last two games, but matchup versus Charlotte going up against Plumlee defense, I think he can definitely do some work here. So Bomba's probably my favorite play, but you can play Suggs or Anthony.
0: Yeah, I think Wagner, um, his price is kind of caught up to the minutes. Um, If he's still cheap, maybe on like Yahoo or something, I I definitely could see maybe taking a, a shot on him i feel like terrence ross is gonna eventually have another good game um you know the nights that he has good games he's gonna pay off his price tag but i mean he was he's just he's either gonna shoot the ball really well and have a good game or do what he did the other night and i think he went zero for nine oh for eight something like that washington at boston this game currently sitting at a 225 and a half total, uh, 226 some places and the Celtics are a four and a half point favorite. Uh, any interest here in Washington?
1: Uh, I mean, Dinwiddie's price is probably where it should be. Kuzma has been great and he still like had 13 boards while Beal was in the game. He's been rebounding like crazy, but 6.8 6.8 K considering like the guys that have to take up the usage. I don't know if I have interest in him. Beal's definitely in playing tournaments. Boston hasn't been great this season. Beal hasn't been great this season, but he should come in low owned. And I think they still has a pretty high ceiling. Gafford and Harold's uh, splitting minutes kind of makes it tough. I think Harrell's the guy that I would prefer. Obviously what he did the first night, if he gets a decent amount of run, he could end up with a big night going up against Boston. So I don't hate that, but I'm not really in love with that. Like I'm probably going to stay away from Washington for the most part.
0: Yeah. I mean, Washington, not a ton of interest for me just in general. If Harrell was getting consistent minutes, I would have interest in him, but Kuzma, his price is caught up. Um, and, and with Beal back, I think Kuzma's too expensive. I think Dinwiddie is too expensive. So with Beal back in the lineup, I just, I mean, there's nothing for me here on the Washington side of things. And then on the Boston side of things, you know, we're likely going to see Horford back. He's probable. Um, And I forgot to mention, I don't know if it matters or not, but NATO um, might not play for Washington. He's been playing about 15 to 25 minutes a night. I just think that, is not gonna really affect anything. Maybe Aaron Holiday or KCP grab a couple extra minutes, I don't but want to play KC. I don't want to play either one of them. So <laughs> um I mean with Horford coming back, I mean that's definitely gonna hurt Williams. Uh, any interest in Boston?
1: Yeah, I mean it's just probably Brown and Tatum for me. Like either one of those guys can go off any given night, but like I said, don't have a ton of interest in either of them. I'd probably go with Brown at the slightly cheaper price tag. He's been doing pretty well. So far this season, um, Tatum, like is fine, but he's just a little bit more expensive, even though he's been putting a boatload of points. Both Horford back in there, five point eight K for Horford isn't a terrible price considering what he's done. But I think like that's mostly just he's gotten there with stocks. He's averaging four five and a half per game. I expect that to regress a decent amount and he's not really gonna get a ton else. Otherwise, Williams gets hurt too much without with Horford there in the game. So like Brown's probably the biggest mispricing. Everyone else is kind of where they should be. And with everyone here in the game, with all those, these minutes to go around and all this usage to go around, I don't know if any of them really make sense.
0: Probably a game that, I mean, I probably end up not getting a ton of exposure to, but if I was going to play pieces from this game, I would probably stack it um, and just kind of hope it stays close. And is a high scoring game. Miami at Brooklyn. We got a two eighteen total here, and the Nets are a five-point favorites. Um, Oladipo's out. Kyrie Irving's out. Everybody else sounds like they're good to go. Any interest here in Miami?
1: Uh, Butler is a good play. I'm going up against Brooklyn, but what I really like here is Bam. Bam is in there at 7,900. He hasn't done great so far this season, but when you consider the amount of minutes he played, 29 in the last game, 23 in the first game – Against Milwaukee, the fact that both of them were blowouts and he still ended up with 38, 39 points in each of them. Like, I really like Bam here going up against Brooklyn. Obviously, their bigs just really aren't anything great. You have just a whole bunch of old men in Claxton. I think Bam is underpriced here at 7.9K just because he hasn't put up a big outing. But it's because of the two blowouts. So, Bam is probably my favorite play. I think you can take shots on Hero, obviously. Blowout last time only played 30 minutes, but I had 41 minutes in the prior game. I think that he's a pretty solid play at 6,700 still, even though he's gotten a little bit of a price increase. Been shooting the ball a whole lot. Can get there with some ancillary stats, too. I think those are the two guys you want to play, but I absolutely love Bam in this spot.
0: Um, yeah, I like the spot for Bam with Lowry coming back. I don't really want to play Tyler Hero. Um sixty seven hundred. I know he's he's definitely had some good shooting nights here recently, but I mean this is a Bam Butler spot for me if I'm looking at the Miami side. And then on the Brooklyn side of things, I, I mean, I still think Durant has a higher floor than Harden. Um I mean, they both have similar ceilings. It's tough. What do you like here for Brooklyn?
1: Just Durant. I mean, Harden's all the way up to ten, back up to ten k now. Like, it's not an easy matchup going up against Miami. Durant's clearly the better play right now. Like Harden, I don't know if it's the rule change or he's just having a little bit of a rough time here. Obviously, he's shooting the ball under thirty-seven percent on the season, just not shooting great, which should regress more towards the mean. But regardless, like Durant's the Seems like the alpha in this offense, he's doing everything. He's been consistent. He has a high floor. Didn't play a ton of minutes in the line. Still have 35, I guess. But they ended up yanking three or four minutes early because Washington, it was a bit of a blot. The box score really doesn't fully reflect that. So, all yeah, all I really want is Durant. Like, that's, that's kind of it.
0: Atlanta at New Orleans. This game, 220 total. The Hawks are a six-point favorite. Gallo's questionable. Lou Williams is questionable. And then on the New Orleans side, Hart's questionable and Zion's out. Uh, liking anything here for Atlanta?
1: Um, Trey. Like, with all these, like I guess you can take a shot on her reddish if Hunter doesn't end up playing and Gallo doesn't end up playing. But it looks like Hunter should be in there. So, like, with that, the wing's probably just out on them. Um, Gallo potentially coming back. If he ends up coming back, I don't really have any interest in John Collins. Capella's been on a men's limit. So I, I feel like it's just Trey Young. Like he's kind of the only guy that I really have any interest in. He's always a good tournament play, always has huge upside. 9K is probably where he should be priced, though. So like he's more of a guy that throwing in a game stack, bringing it back with Pelicans players.
0: Yeah. I mean, Trey Young always has a pretty big ceiling. Um, I'm just going to throw out Cam Reddish. He's averaging 25 minutes so far this season, but he has a 27.6% usage rate off the bench, um, getting a ton of production off the bench. And I love these, like, bench players that get really high usage. Um, and, I mean, I could see him, you know, six seven x He's shot 14 times in all three games. Uh, I guess he shot 15 times against Dallas, But I, I just want to throw cam reddish um into the hat here he's someone that i'm I'm definitely looking at on this slate and then on the new orleans side of things i mean is valentunas gosh is he still too cheap like yeah
1: yes he is i mean it's just silly like they're giving him a boatload of minutes, and this is what we have hoped for pretty much like the last five years with valentunas I mean, 39 in the last game, 36, 33, 30. He's just playing so many minutes. He's such a good point-per-minute producer. Like, matchup versus Capella isn't terrible. Like, Valentinus is still too cheap, but the guy that's very much too cheap is Graham sitting there at 5,700. I mean, this guy is a massive usage rate. He's putting up shots 14-plus in each of the last three games, and he's sitting there at 5,700 and contributing in other areas of the game. Like, this is just a bad price tag. He's shooting it from deep quite a bit. Graham has a huge amount of upside. I don't mind Ingram or not, nah, but Ingram's really not giving you a huge ceiling and for that price tag and not nah, his price tag. Realistically, like him and Graham are kind of on the same level and not nah is about 1200 more expensive. So Graham and Valentinus are absolutely fantastic plays here. Non nah Ingram are kind of borderline GBP plays.
0: Yeah, I mean, Valentinus is probably my favorite. I think Ingram is kind of priced appropriately. I don't think he has much of a ceiling, but I think he has one of the highest, you know, floors on the slate. Um, and then, like you said, nah, I think he's okay. Not my favorite, not my least favorite. I'm going to keep playing Graham. I, I think he's still too cheap at under 6K. This is a guy that can go, you know, 35 plus fantasy points on a nightly basis. And, you know, in an Atlanta game, this game should be pace wise really really solid both these teams are like right there in the top 12 through the first few games so pace wise i think this is a good one and um definitely a game i'm looking at a bunch of different angles all right we got the pacers and the raptors here the questionable martin out warren out and then on the toronto side Siakam out, two eighteen total in this game, and most places still have it. Pacers minus one. What are your thoughts here on Indiana?
1: Rogdon like, is my favorite guy's just playing a boatload of minutes, ton of usage, been doing very well. And Grandy's had, I think, some overtime games, but like, still being a solid point per minute producer. Price tag of eight point three is probably not high enough. Sabonis is always. Always a good play, like always a safe play to get you 46. Has some potential upside match versus Toronto, like not a bad one. But Brogdon is absolutely play if you want to play Duarte. Um, he's pretty cheap, I think, over on Yahoo, still like he's a very solid player over there. FanDuel DraftKings, I think that he's probably priced up to about where he should be, but I have no problem playing with him just because <laughs> like the shot volume has been fantastic 1621, 16, 15, in the first four games, like he's getting a few boards, a few dimes every single game. So he still offers you some upside if he ends up getting hot from beyond the arc. He can put up a pretty massive outing, but Brogdon is absolutely the play
0: here. Yeah, I think Brogdon would be my favorite as well. Duarte is still someone that I'm kind of looking at. Miles um, Turner, what an absolute disappointment getting in foul trouble the other night uh, in a good spot against Milwaukee brogdon my favorite um i think sabonis i'm gonna lean towards other you know 10k players so probably not gonna end up on him um let's talk toronto here i mean we finally got the van vliet game we were hoping for um when i was
1: hoping for i had the over on his threes. <laughs> threes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> one for four what was over two and a half one
1: and a half yeah he just doesn't he just decided to dish the ball the entire time.
0: I mean, it it worked fantasy-wise. Um, what do you like here for Toronto?
1: Um, I mean, honestly, like, OG is still too cheap at 6,500, considering his role in this offense. And with Siakam still out, like, Lowry obviously gone. I know Barnes is getting pretty heavily involved, but OG just seems too cheap at 6.5K. Barnes has been playing well, but at 6K going up against Indy, like he's obviously going to have some of his rebounding equity hit a little bit. So I think he's priced where he should be. Van Vliet is probably going to get out of his shooting slump eventually. And he will end up crushing them. I don't know when that will be, but right now is as good a time as any. Like if he can get it done with, Assist with 17 assists he can definitely end up shooting pretty well so OG and Van Vliet are pretty much the only two guys like if Precious is in the starting lineup though absolutely play him I mean double double in three straight games he's been playing minutes he's been doing great he's looking like a solid player and a solid fit in that offense Precious is a fantastic play at 4.9k if he's in the starting lineup
0: yeah I mean Precious is someone that I've been playing a bunch And at 4900, he still seems um, a little, a little too cheap. Um, I mean, Gary Trent Jr. is playing minutes at 4800. Like he's playing over 30 minutes a night. He's taking a lot of shots. I don't think he's the craziest idea, you know, as a value play in this spot. That's all I got. Minnesota at Milwaukee. This game has a two twenty-nine and a half total. The Bucks, a uh, seven and a half point favorite. Divincenzo, Drew, and Lopez are out, but Minnesota, they're healthy, they're ready to go. What are we looking at here for Minnesota?
1: I mean, I want to play D'Angelo Russell with his usage so far this season, but he just hasn't been good. I mean, sometime at some point he's gonna turn around and shoot actually shoot the ball well. Like this could be the night. Seven point one K. I think he's worth a tournament shot. He's about a G cheaper than he was a little while ago, but Edwards, similar similar usage. Just chucking the ball over 20 shot attempts every single game. 7.7K seems a little bit too cheap. They're running at a huge pace. There's a massive total in this game. I think that Edwards is a solid overall play. And Cat, always in play for tournaments. Obviously just had that massive game. Don't really know exactly how, he's, like, how this Minnesota team is going to end up because like they've only played the Pelicans twice in Houston. So some of the... Some of the numbers, like the pace numbers, the defensive numbers could be a little bit different as time goes on. But like both Edwards and Towns have give you a pretty solid ceiling outside of that. I'm probably not using any of the ancillary pieces.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's really I'm just kind of looking at Edwards. Um, I get the the Russell usage, uh, but the minutes are just there for Anthony Edwards, I think the offense is kind of running through him. Um, and I mean, this is a dude that's put up at least 21 shots every night. So I have a ton of interest in Edwards. And then on the Milwaukee side, Giannis, um, I think Giannis and Pat Connington are my two favorite plays from Milwaukee.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't hate Middleton if you're not playing Giannis, but Giannis is probably the best spin up. This is going to be a fast paced game. Giannis, has been great when he stayed out of foul trouble or they haven't been in a blowout. Like if he plays the minutes, he's probably going to end up get there. He could end up being the top point scorer on the entire slate. Conditon with all these injuries, with everything, he's been playing a boatload of minutes over 32 in each of the last two games of States close. He's probably in there um, with Portis likely playing again. I don't know if I'd go with anyone else. Like Grace Allen is fine at 4.4 K but not really a great play. I think Conington Giannis are probably the two guys you want to go with.
0: Yeah, I mean maybe you take a shot on Bobby Portis at 4300. Um he he probably gets 20 minutes in this game. But I mean, again, I think the the main pieces here for the Bucks are Giannis and Conington. Uh I don't I don't hate the Allen call. Um yeah moving on cruising right along man only four games left we got the lakers and the thunder it's a back-to-back for both of these teams so we'll have to see if anything comes out of um either one of these games you know injury wise um i mean lebron obviously didn't play yesterday and i mean robinson earl got 27 minutes out of nowhere for the thunder um yesterday. Let's uh, let's talk Lakers. I mean, if LeBron doesn't play, Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook are really cheap. But do you think this game stays close?
1: I don't know. Like, if James ends up sitting, man, I think this game can easily stay close. I mean, could easily be a blowout too. I have no idea. I'm gonna wait and see where the line ends up at morning after the injury report comes out. But James news is obviously big. I don't care if this is a pretty big spread. I'll probably use one of Westbrook or Davis, regardless if uh, this game looks like it's going to be a blowout or not. I mean, they're just going to be doing so much in this offense. They will be the entirety of this offense. If LeBron ends up missing, if LeBron plays like this game's a cross-off for me, Uh, I think it'll be a blowout, but Davis and Westbrook really are the only two pieces. I mean, you look at tonight and the game went to overtime, not a single other person besides Davis or Westbrook had over 30 fantasy points. Like, I don't see this. I, this offense is going to run through those two guys. If LeBron's in there, will run through those three guys. There's no use in playing any of the ancillary pieces. And if James ends up playing, they're all priced accordingly or probably a little bit too high for what their respective roles are. And this game will likely be a blowout. So you wait on the James news. If James and Davis and Westbrook are all playing, then you just fade it.
0: Yeah, I mean, Anthony Davis on the second end of a back-to-back into game that probably doesn't stay close worries me. But if LeBron is out, Davis and Westbrook make a ton of sense. And then on the Thunder side of things, I mean, if this game stays close, it's likely because SGA. like. You, you mean you could take shots on other pieces of this game, but I think SGA is the reason. I mean, Giddy's getting minutes. His price is kind of, you know, at forty eight hundred. I think he's someone that's potentially doable um, if you're looking for a second Thunder player. But I don't know, man. Like I said, Robinson Earl played twenty seven minutes. Um, <laughs> like, I don't even know. I, I have no idea. I have no idea. I
1: mean, uh, now you pretty much know it. It's SGA and it's Giddy. Um, Giddy's playing a bunch of minutes. He's getting a decent amount of usage. He gets a decent amount of boards. He'll be shooting the ball a decent amount. If this game ends up staying close, it's because of SGA. It's because of Giddy. I mean, maybe Dort does something. Maybe Vasily does something. Maybe if Robinson Earl gets the start again, that he could potentially do something. If uh, What's-his-name Favors isn't back. But really this entire like game i like I'm gonna stay away from unless LeBron doesn't play and then if I'm playing Davis and I'm playing Westbrook I think the bring backs are SGA and Skiddy.
0: I forgot Favors sat for rest um that's why Robinson yeah. Earl got the minutes I expect Favors to be back it was probably just the first end of a back-to-back but who knows um Sacramento at Phoenix we have A 228 total. Um, some places, too. I guess it's down to 226, most places. And the Suns are an eight point favorite. Uh, Sacramento is good to go. Payne and Sarge are out uh, for Phoenix. What do you like here for Sacramento? I mean,
1: Fox always a solid GBP play. Been checking, always gives you a decent map upside. It's not a great matchup defensively, but it's not terrible. Barnes, I mean, he's been paying off his price tag. But I don't really have a ton of interest in him in him in this spot. Like seventy five hundred, Barnes is going to come back and do Barnes things. Interesting part is Mitchell. Like he's been playing well, he's been getting a boatload of minutes. He's still probably too cheap at forty two hundred. I mean, this guy had sixteen shot attempts in the last game, thirty two minutes in both of the last two games. This is just a spot I think where you can pay down for him, and it's a pretty solid overall spot. But albertin i mean maybe he'll start shooting a little bit more just hasn't really gotten there price all the way down to 6100 there's a worse thing you can do than play him but i'm probably staying away buddy hyde like always a chance that he gets hot from behind the arc and hits like eight threes but not really something you want to take a shot on a 10 game slate so fox and mitchell that's it
0: yeah i mean i don't really have much to add i think those are the two plays that i have i mean barnes he had a couple of really big games to start the season and he's shooting a lot to start the season he he has ceiling i think in this matchup but i mean he's he's kind of pricey and halliburton has looked really good over the last couple of games and he's someone that i mean has double double even triple double upside so and then on the phoenix side of things um you know, Booker, Paul, obviously, um, Aiton maybe in this spot. Uh, any any thought process behind maybe taking a shot at Elf Peyton at 3K with Pain out again?
1: I mean, you can. It all depends on what value ends up opening up. I mean, you played 25 minutes in the last game. We could potentially see that again. This game could turn into a little bit of a blowout. Who knows?
0: Like, yeah, goodness. he played the whole fourth quarter, though, because of the blowout. He only had, I looked into it before we get started because I was curious. He only had eight minutes in the first half.
1: Yeah, it was a little bit concerning. Um, I don't know. I mean, you could play the blowout angle and fade the other guys in this game and just play Elf as a one-off. But, I mean, it's a good fast-paced matchup. I don't know. 3k like you have to kind of wait and see what value ends up opening up on the rest of the slate to before you can really make too much of a decision but i mean if he's only going to get 16 minutes at 3k i mean it's he that's still not terrible considering what elf can do with his time but outside of that like booker paul Aiton, bridges like I'd probably use him in a game stack. I think Booker is my favorite of the bunch. I know he hasn't done a lot so far this year, but fast paced matchup going up against Sacramento. He gets you the ball 25 times here. Chris Paul has been hit or miss. Like he's fine at 7,600. Never going to argue with him. Bridges, I think, would probably be my favorite of the bunch because of his price tag. And he'd be a second or third piece that he use in a game stack. Um, But yeah, like this, I should have more interest in the Phoenix side of things, but. I was just figuring out who to end up playing out of this bunch because any one of them can get it done any night.
0: I mean, Devin Booker is eventually going to have a big game. Um, why not this game? I, I think Booker would probably be my favorite play from the Phoenix Suns in this spot. Um, but I mean, they've struggled against guards. Sacramento struggled against guards for for years. It feels like now. So, I, I mean. I definitely have interest in Booker and Paul. Probably wouldn't play them together, but I mean, I'm definitely going to get some tournament exposure to Booker. Memphis at Portland. Uh, Brooks is out. Powell in, is questionable, and Snell is out on the Portland side. in this game 234 total. Trailblazers are a two point favorite. What do you like here for Memphis?
1: I mean, I love Moran. He's just been absolutely crushing this year, taking a ton of shots, heavily involved in the entire offense, just doing everything. 9.6K, I don't know if a ton of people are going to end up playing him. I think that he's still probably a little bit underpriced at 9.6K considering what his potential upside could be in a fast-paced matchup with a 234 total here. absolutely love him here. Triple J, he's fine. Like, the minutes aren't really great. They're not terrible, but he hasn't done a ton with it. 6.6K. Seems a little bit low for his potential upside, but the floor is just not great, so a guy will stay away from. The two really interesting pieces, especially in a game stack here, Steven Adams has been fantastic so far in this offense. 42, 39, and 33 in the first three games, and he's still only sitting at 5.3K. Like, he's getting the minutes. He's doing a bunch of work in those minutes. He's too cheap there. And then Bain in this offense, over 30 or more minutes every single game of this season. 15 or more shot attempts every game this season, 4,800. I think he's too cheap here. Like, all three of those guys are probably too cheap considering their production, considering this matchup. Like, this is a great game stack game. And those three pieces are all underpriced, specifically Adams and Bain.
0: Yeah, Bain has the second highest usage rate um, through the first three games for this team so far. So, John Morant is one of my favorite plays on the entire slate. Not just in this game. Um, ninety six hundred hopefully keeps his ownership down, but this dude is doing everything right now. Thirty three point six percent usage rate. He's very involved. His assist rate is really high. Assist ratio is very high. So, really like him. But like you mentioned, Adams and Bain, great value. Um, I mean, I don't mind Triple J. I just think until we see them kind of increase that minutes where he's playing 35 minutes, he, he might not have the ceiling, but we know this guy has monster ceiling on any slate. So um, on the Portland side of things, I mean, I'll keep preaching it. CJ McCollum's going to keep shooting threes and he's 7,800 and you're getting, you know, somewhat of a discount, but this might be a game after, like Portland just got ran out of the gym against Clippers the other night that we see a big game from Dame.
1: Yeah, no, I don't mind Dame as a tournament flyer. And I definitely don't mind him in a game stack. McCollum is definitely my favorite choice of the two. 7,800 getting that $1,600 discount, I think, makes him way more viable. And don't pay too much attention to his last game where I landed up with 37. That was because the game was just a huge blow. He still ended up playing 32 minutes, but that game wasn't even remotely close going into the fourth quarter. Um Nurk I think is a fine play. Not great, not terrible. Should get some minutes here. Um, if Powell ends up missing I think that Little will probably get the start. And he's a very viable option at 3900 like Just too cheap there. So, Powell news is kind of a big one, but McCollum is by far my favorite play from the Portland side and Little's a great value play if Powell ends up missing.
0: Um. We finish it out with Cleveland at L.A. taking on the Clippers. Um, Okoro is doubtful for Cleveland. Abaka, Kawhi, Morris out for L.A. 217 total. Clippers an eight-point favorite. Uh, what do you like here for Cleveland?
1: Nothing, really. Like With Garland coming back, Sexton, Sexton definitely takes a hit in terms of his usage. Yes, he can put up a decent game, but I don't know if this game is going to be terribly close. Mobley all the way up to 7k still. I don't know if I want to play him at this price tag. I'm not horribly against it. If you want to throw him in with a game stack with Garland back, like Rubio's no longer in play. I don't trust Marken Love or Allen's minutes. Like none of them are really great plays. This is just kind of an ugly Cleveland team to try and figure out who to play. So I, I'm, I'm likely just to stay away from it and assume this game is going to be a blow up.
0: Who do we think uh the minutes are gonna go to um if a Koro doesn't play? Like he's playing really solid minutes. Do so we think like CD? I, I was thinking Osman, but he's dealing with like a back injury. Are they really gonna go out and play him 30 minutes?
1: I mean, I think they'll like honestly they might end up rolling a little bit bigger with like more more time with marketing and Mobley and Allen. and Love, like they could end up rolling three of them out in the court a little bit more. Maybe Dean Wade, like, it's not a really great option. Like, I think the minutes just kind of get spread around to everyone here. No one in particular really gets a huge increase in minutes, and this is just a team with far too many players to play. Like, uh, Okoro being out, yes, it's minutes for guys, but I, I just don't see anyone really beating value here.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, I think if I'm looking at anything here on the Cleveland side... I think it's marketing. Uh, I think he could play 32 to 35 minutes here. And I mean, at 5,400, I think he's someone that can put up like 35 fantasy points. So I I probably have more interest than I should in marketing, but I do like the spot for him. Um, Clippers side of things. I mean, I think this game goes big. I think Zubak might actually have to like play minutes in this game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, Him sitting there at 4,800. I expect him to probably get more run in the second half than he normally does. Um, like, I think that this game could end up as a blowout though. So I'm mostly playing Zubak if I'm bringing it back with marketing or Sexton or someone, but this is likely a game will stay away. I mean, I've loved playing Paul George this season. Don't pay too much attention to the last game. It was a complete blowout. And he had eight steals, which is ridiculous. Um, Like, George is in play in a game stack, and that's pretty much it. Like, I don't know about Reggie Jackson or Bledsoe. I don't see a huge amount of upside with them, considering the potential blowout risk and their price tags. Like, Man and Kennard, yes, they can get hot shooting the ball. Like, Kennard, don't pay attention to his 37-point game. He shot 8 for 10 for the field and 6 for 7 from behind the arc. Like, I don't know if there's anyone on this Clippers team that really excites me going up against Cleveland in the p- clear
0: potential blowout. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I think Zubak's somewhat interesting in this game because I do think this game ends up kind of going big and they're going to need him, you know, to play minutes. And I, I think, like, even Hartstein is interesting in tournaments here just kind of like if no value opens up he's 3,300 and he could he's put up 20 fantasy points in both games he's played this season and I mean I think they're going to kind of need the the size in this game so I mean he's someone that I don't mind potentially taking a few shots on here at 3,300 if if you're like running like a 20-inch max or 150 um, lineups on today's slate. Uh, let's play the morning grind game, and then uh, we'll get out of here for this wonderful Wednesday. Give me your favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Bane. Who? Bane. Okay. Um, there was somebody that I really liked. Now I can't remember. I should have wrote it down. <laughs> I hate when I do that, man. I guess I'll go Precious Um, at 4,900. I think if he gets the start, he could go... Um. 7x give me a guy over 8k to go under 5x.
1: Paul George, I think the game turns into a blowout.
0: All right. Um, I just I don't know. I have a I really don't love Ingram, so I guess I'll go Ingram. Uh favorite six X play today, Graham. I like that one. Um, I do. I like that one. I'm going to go John Morant. Like I said, I think he he's probably my favorite player on the slate. Uh, let's get weird GPP play of the day. I'm trying to
1: find a weird one. The weirdest one I've got. Is the OG weird enough?
0: Yeah. Okay. Sure. 10 game slate, man. Um, I'm going to go Hartstein for the Clippers. My is my list weird. Character. You got a bet that you like um, at first glance here?
1: Uh, look, check props in the morning. CJ McCollum's probably going to come in at over two and a half at minus minus one forty would be, I guess for three pointers hit the over on
0: that. He's going to chuck them. That's for sure. Um, I like Charlotte minus six, the magic stink. I don't care if this game's in Orlando, the magic stink. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here?
1: Nope. I'm just going to watch the rest of this Denver game. Hopefully Joker isn't out for too long. Seems like, got a knee to knee, and yeah, hopefully he's all right. He's not playing the rest of this game, but
0: he hurt man. his knee.
1: Gobert went up, and his knee hit Joker's knee, and you know, Joker's out the rest of the game.
0: Oh night! Nice. I did a I did a prize picks, and I didn't even know that, but I I took Aaron Gordon over four fantasy points, so or over four actual points in the fourth yeah, quarter. That hit. In the fourth quarter, so yeah. so there you go. They do those little fourth quarter ones, man. And I was like, oh, Aaron Gordon's having a good game. I'll take the over on him. And I paired it with Donovan Mitchell over six and a half points. So there you go. As much as I
1: love legal sports books and actual like betting, I wish I had prize picks out here. It's really unfortunate.
0: It's fun, but I mean, I'll switch you. <laughs> yeah, no, that's
1: fair. I would I would not switch. Not even not even a question. Yeah. Next time I go back to California.
0: Oh, probably be in on it all right i'm gonna we're gonna get out of here for this wednesday appreciate everyone listening good luck in your contest tonight and we'll see you guys again tomorrow thank hey, you kids